Welcome to Beyond Trauma, a podcast from therapists for clients about the healing journey. We hope this will be a resource of encouragement, comfort, insight, and understanding for you along this courageous process. Welcome back to Beyond Trauma, a guide for your healing journey. We are back in the studio after a much needed break. Um, We are very excited to kind of jump in and this uh, episode today is going to be on post-traumatic growth. Mm -hmm. But before that, I think we have some some shout outs or some things from Patreon. Yeah, so um, we have a Patreon. If you guys aren't familiar with Patreon, it is a support platform, and Patreon uh, members help us do what we love to do, which is create these episodes for you guys. It's also kind of a hub of resources. We put extra episodes on there, um, extra things to read, sometimes just funny stuff of us um, being human beings that, you know, (laughs) is kind of entertaining sometimes. Um, but mostly it really is a hub of resources for you guys and it's a way for you to support this podcast and let us do more of what we love to do Um, and so to see what the different tiers are you can go to beyond trauma podcast um, at patreon.com and have a look at all of those different options and find a price point that works for you and so we wanted to say thank you to some new patreon members colleen m from prince edward island in canada thank you so much and also to emily l and katie b thanks so much for your monthly subscription and we love doing this for you yes Mm -hmm. so post-traumatic growth yeah um this uh I think is a concept that not a lot of people are familiar with. Everyone kind of hears the word PTSD or post-traumatic stress disorder and uh, kind of just, Ugh, that's mm-hmm. a big scary thing. Um, but we don't take the time to really think about post-traumatic growth, mm-hmm. which is once the trauma is resolved with um, the help of um, a healer or a guide of some kind and um, your own um, kind of journey, you can actually experience um, something that is called post-traumatic growth, mm-hmm. which sets you up for things that you're actually stronger than before. Yeah. You're um, able to handle more. You're, you're, you're able to essentially move past the trauma in a way that you're stronger, more yeah. resilient, more grit. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. Today. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's important to kind of start with that PTSD and post-traumatic growth are not mutually exclusive. Yes. You can experience both. You can even experience both simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Um, so they are simply um, two different identifiers of really common reactions to trauma. Hmm. Um, and so I just want to say that that it's not that you do one and then do the other or do one or do the other. Um, post-traumatic growth is something that all of us have access to no matter where we are mm-hmm. on our current journey of healing from the trauma of our past. So even if you are in the midst of an intense trauma reaction and a lot of PTSD symptoms, you still have access to everything that we're about to talk about. Mm-hmm. And knowing that if you aren't, if you're sitting here listening to that saying, I have experienced trauma and I, I haven't seen my growth or I haven't <laughs> felt my growth, what, do, what are they talking about? Sometimes it is there, but because of some of the trauma symptoms, we feel a disconnection to it. And -hmm. part of the therapeutic process is going to be about helping you connect with what that growth is and what's happening there. As we begin to quiet some of the symptoms, you can see it, you can hear it, you can notice the growth that's occurring, and oftentimes it's lost. Yeah. So just a super easy example of post-traumatic growth. One of the most common elements of post-traumatic growth is enhanced empathy. Mm -hmm. Um, It is 
almost universal, not absolutely universal, but it is very close to universal that after we go through a trauma, our general sense of empathy towards other people that have either been through something similar or been through something um, also traumatic, we just have a tremendous understanding, a deep felt lived experiential understanding of what it means to be a human being that has gone through something traumatic. And because of that, our reaction to other people in struggle is mm. softer, yeah. more accepting, more understanding. Mm-hmm. And um, it's in those spaces that I think the first glimmers of post-traumatic growth usually come through is in our own ability to empathize with others. Mm-hmm. And I think one one analogy that is helpful there, um, it's kind of the same as, uh, there's various analogies that you can use, but um, having done something uh, really hard, like a, mm-hmm. an accomplishment of some kind, and then you meet somebody who also has had That's that right. accomplishment. Yes. And like, whoa, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You did that? What was your experience of that? Yes. And what was this like? And yes. or uh, And there's know. immediate kinship. Exactly. Just immediate connection and, and a felt understanding of you understand a part of me. Without that, me having to explain yes, it. Yes, and I understand a part of you. And we don't have to, yeah, articulate so much of that experience. Yeah. Um, I have sort of two clubs. They're not real clubs, but they're trauma clubs. So, trauma clubs. Yeah, because <laughs> we all have them. Um, I have two trauma clubs that I belong to. One is the trauma club of being a missionary kid and, you know, being dislocated from a home of origin over and over multiple times. And when two MKs meet each other, it is almost irrelevant what country you grew up in. I mean, you ask that because it's interesting. It's completely irrelevant. Mm-hmm. The common shared bond is, oh, well, we're friends now. Yeah, you know, I, I know nothing about you, but we must be friends <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> simply because of that bond. And I think, you know, we all have certain clubs that we belong to because of that. Um, the other one that I'm a part of is, you know, NICU moms. Any NICU parent that has mm-hmm. been through that experience, when you meet another NICU parent, it's like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there, there is this feeling of, okay, you have that story like I do, and you're standing there alive. Yeah. Isn't that impressive? Yeah. 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 Adult children of divorce, adult children of alcoholics, those groups are so strong because of um, a lot of the shared experience. Sexual assault victims. Yes. Yes. All of that. You think of Mm -hmm. what, I mean, there's other things that can be shared amongst those groups, but usually the most unifying, the bonding piece of it is the pain that we went through and how we have survived that similarly. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And really the the idea of post-traumatic growth is to not just survive, but then thrive Mm. from those experiences. So to conquer the the trauma, resolve it, and to move out of it in a way. Right. Yeah, one of the um, conversations that, you know, really highlights that point is when NICU parents are talking to each other. One of the things, it's usually about five minutes into the conversation. Invariably, you get to this point where somebody says, isn't it interesting how differently you parent Mm. because of that experience Mm. that your whole approach to parenting and universally there's two things that come up number one that we're uh really fearful of things that other parents don't even think about (laughs) right like you know any pediatrician appointment you will have a panic attack beforehand like (laughs) you know this is like it doesn't matter if they have a sore throat which is a normal thing just because of all of that trauma, we're much more reactionary um, to basic human little mm. kid kind of stuff. Um, the other one that happens a lot is the things that we don't care about. For instance, my daughter is three and a half. She still poops in diapers. 
I don't care. Mm -hmm. Because there's just some things that don't matter, actually. She's alive. I'm thrilled, right? So there's sort of this this shared narrative that gets created, and that is part of post-traumatic growth, is Mm -hmm. the perspective shift that occurs. And so there's this mutual understanding of because we went through this, we understand the world a little bit differently. Mm -hmm. And that shift in perspective is a huge part of post-traumatic growth. Yeah. I think about therapists a lot when I think oh, about yeah. post-traumatic oh, yeah. growth. Mm-hmm. Like, There's a as community. therapists, yes. Yeah. And this idea of oftentimes that's the epitome of post-traumatic growth is mm-hmm. I've gone through and I've healed and I have this greater sense to connect and empathize and mm-hmm. really help. see someone else's pain and yeah. be able to give back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, another element of post-traumatic growth is um, – this idea of actually being able to experience life again, right. not through the, you know, three or four layers of insulation that you've put up um, around yourself for good reason. Mm-hmm. You know, when when the trauma was active, when it was actually happening to you, you built those walls for good reason. You know, it kept mm-hmm. you alive. Um, but once we resolve that trauma and we actually go into a place of of growth, we can actually experience life in real time. Right. And I think that uh, is one of the most profound uh, experiences mm-hmm. moving through trauma is I'm actually in my body. I'm, I'm present again. Mm-hmm. I feel clear. I feel organized mm-hmm. again, mm-hmm. not foggy. It brings my mind to just thinking of some of the growth that happens just happens, right? Mm-hmm. Like once you've gone through that, you can't help but to look at the world differently. Yes. Or you can't help but to feel differently towards people and then some mm. of it is an intentional it's effort true. and work yes of yeah. you know moving through that and, and working through the pains of that trauma and being able to not just block it out and carry those defenses yeah and i think that's a difference between trauma bonding and post-traumatic growth mm-hmm. i think in a trauma bond situation it is that coming to someone who has a shared experience of you and then dwelling and camping out in there right because in it's the victimhood so yeah it. because yeah. it's so you feel so seen mm-hmm. and so understood and it's so easy to make that the the kind of uh, currency of the relationship mm-hmm. instead of but we're stepping forward now and being mm-hmm. healthier and stronger than we ever were mm-hmm. um, and experiencing each other authentically yeah. I think one of the the most important um, factors in the shift from really identifying with the trauma versus identifying with the thriving aspect and the the overcoming aspect is the way that we tell the story of our own identity in relation to the trauma mm. that we've been through and the the monikers and identifiers that we put on ourselves like labels the way that we wear them the way that we hold them and the way that we explain them to other people um, to me when I'm listening to people talk about their trauma experience it really gets obvious the areas where they have moved into that post-traumatic growth because the way that they speak about what they've been through the way yeah. they tell that story the feeling of it is just different totally yeah. different there's a um, the elements of it are a deep acceptance of their own trauma mm-hmm. a total release of shame associated with having been through that experience yeah. And um, and what we're not talking about is false positivity. Yeah, not at all. We're not pretending to be um, thrilled. Great now. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Which is what some jump to. Yes, yeah. When when we yeah. skip the healing process and try to fast forward and claim the growth before it's actually authentic, I think we get into that false positivity. Yeah. Um, but when you're going through that healing journey and you do it the, the deep, slow way that's really required for healing that level of trauma, when you come out the other end, there's sort of this shedding of a skin that mm. says, this does not have to be something that I wear every day. But it's something that I know about myself in the sense that I did that. And not only did I survive, but I claimed some treasures along the way. That's beautiful. And the treasures that I claim along the way are knowing myself and my capabilities and my strength and my divinity and all of this stuff about what it means to be the best of human beings. Because I went through that and learn those things about myself, I now live and explain myself and understand myself on a totally different level. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it may mean that we still have grief. Oh, yeah. There's still sadness. Yes. And there's still mourning and reactions. Yes. But the story of who am I and and what is the world around me? Mm -hmm. What is my meaning? What's my identity through that? Yes. um, Is different. Meaning making is a huge piece. I'm glad you used that word, Jim, because I think, you know, finding purpose and meaning. I know that when you're at the beginning of a healing journey, it almost feels crazy to think that this is an option. Many, many people, when they are through the worst of the the healing process, when they reflect back on what their trauma was, they can say with absolute honesty and authenticity that there is no regret that they went through it. Not because they enjoyed it or hope that it will happen again or hope that it will happen to anybody else, but because of everything that they gained along the way, it's hard to imagine how and who they would be without it. Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, as you're speaking, my mom, Mm-hmm. is coming to my mind of, um, you know, the relationship I've had with her has been really difficult over the mm-hmm. years, and she walked out a couple times, and that was my journey of, is this about me? Mm-hmm. What did I do to cause this? Um, and then working that out in other relationships, um, you know, really not present at all. Mm-hmm. I was in an enactment from the beginning, which is that, um, I'm actually working stuff out with my mom with another person, right. Um, right. which is such a common theme mm-hmm. with with trauma. You know, we, we, we try our best to soothe and to make sense of what happened to us, but we're using other people mm-hmm. instead of just doing it internally or with the person who actually hurt us. Right. And for me, I definitely don't want it to ever happen again, um, but I would not be the person I am today. right. right. If that hadn't happened. Yeah. And that ability to be in a place of gratitude about the worst moments so in your strange. life. So strange. It's very, very strange. Yeah. Because, but it's a kind of, um, it's a very sober feeling. As opposed to false positivity where we're trying to feel a certain way because we don't like feeling sad about it. Yeah. Right? I can simultaneously hold tremendous grief and awareness of the pain that I went through and also hold deep acceptance and gratitude for the gifts that it gave me along the way. Yeah. Um, and and being in that space, I think, is the epitome of post-traumatic growth, that yes. I don't reject pain at all. No. Yeah. And that, to me, is where, you know, why do good things ha- or bad things happen to good people? Mm. Good things happen to bad people. Um, that is really where we have to have a different understanding of time, mm-hmm. of, you know, what may be really painful right now right. isn't the end of the story. Right. Um, and that is a lot of what um, that therapeutic relationship is intended to help, mm-hmm. you know, stretch across the time that it need, that it takes to get mm-hmm. from 
post-traumatic stress to post-traumatic growth. Yeah, yeah. And it won't, if any of you are sitting here saying, I'm in that place where it's just so much pain, that the idea of being grateful seems crazy. Absurd. And And how dare you? Yeah, it pisses me off that you even say that. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that you're failing at it. No. It doesn't mean that you don't have the capacity to get there. Or that you should be grateful for your trauma. No, no, no. no, no. no. (laughs) Or it it also doesn't mean your trauma was an exception and it's just going to fall outside of the rule and it'll never get there. Right. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's that's a point that, um, you know, your feelings are so valid. Right that the anger that you feel towards whatever happened that overwhelmed you in such a way that it was traumatic that matters Mm -hmm. and what post-traumatic growth isn't saying is that you have to invalidate that experience and just be grateful right Right. it's not not about skipping any of the feeling yeah yeah i think post-trauma we make a decision about what our relationship to our own emotions is going to be yeah we have to because there's a lot of them, and they're super intense. What am I going to do with them? Yes, and in post-traumatic stress, when when we're struggling, that relationship with our emotions is one of being overwhelmed and feeling helpless yeah. against them or feeling like it is the only way to survive, to suppress and repress and ignore and dissociate from mm-hmm. the feeling. And both of those strategies are needed and valid and good and hopefully temporary. And what we're talking about is the natural evolution of when we no longer need those strategies to make it through the day. What is the natural outgrowth of that? It's not that we claim post-traumatic growth as our own before it's authentic. But the reason that we want to talk this way and share it with you guys is that it's a future forecasting of the hope of what healing really offers to us. And from people that have, you know, really walked that journey and know it to be true, um, that you can get to that point and that all along the way and all those painful hours and moments um, before you get there, we don't want to say that it's worth it. But what is true is that you are worth it. Mm. And the promise of what you will claim as your own all along the way and what you will learn about yourself is simply a gift that comes along with saying yes to the journey of healing. Yes. One of the, the couple of the last points that I want us to to talk about today is the effect that trauma has on the brain and the body and how that kind of really hurts our understanding and and kind of um, tampers with our understanding of time Hmm. and of what is present, what is past, what is actually happening, what isn't actually happening. And uh, then we'll kind of talk about the reality that um, being in a resolved state with trauma Mm -hmm. and having post-traumatic growth doesn't mean that triggers aren't still a thing or that you could be sucked back (laughs) into a place of being re-traumatized because that is a real thing that can happen Mm -hmm. and so we want to give explicit language to Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. Um, so going really slowly because I know for some this is already a tough episode (laughs) um, in some ways but um, our brains develop in a way that is dependent on our experiences. Um, we don't just get, a, you know, here's here's a brain and here's how it's going to work. Um, we get this thing inside of our skull, but then the mind emerges as a byproduct of every experience we've had throughout our lifetime. And that means in a traumatic situation that we're still holding on to and have the hardware that was given to us in those traumatic experiences. Mm-hmm. 
this is kind of that feeling of I know that it's over in my mind, but I don't feel like it is. Right. There are parts of our brain that are still still tasked with processing the trauma mm-hmm. when it's unresolved. Mm-hmm. And so we have these parts of ourselves that are saying, just put on a face for the world because I got to figure this out. Right. And so the real work is inside here. Yeah. We're which busy in here. That's yeah. where the walls come up mm-hmm. of I've got three or four layers of plexiglass mm-hmm. uh, between me and the world because I still have to figure out what happened mm-hmm. and how I'm going to move forward. What What is life? What is the meaning and my purpose here? Mm-hmm. Um, and then the shame spiral starts and, and that really traps us in that place. And the brain is reflecting that very thing, you know, mm-hmm. that that's happening in your brain, which means there are structures in your brain that are making that possible. Right. And so a lot of the work that um, a, a therapist can help you with is really giving you the experiences of helping your brain sort out and and actually file away properly mm-hmm. the trauma experience to, mm-hmm. to really stamp it with um, this happened then, it's over, the boundaries you've set are there, it's n- you're not in risk yeah. again. Yeah. It's the not going to happen right now. The yeah. threat is over. It's done. Mm-hmm. And you can actually feel that in your body. Mm-hmm. You know, at Beyond Healing Center, we have a, a saying of what what therapy is and it's getting to the place where my mind and body both agree that I'm safe in connection Mm -hmm. once that is believed with all the fibers of your being we're ready to start talking about growth yeah that's that's what that is yeah well and it's almost uh, inevitable that when that moment happens where I am experiencing experiencing that agreement between what I think and what I feel and what I sense in my body when all of that is an agreement that i am safe now mm-hmm. um growth is almost inevitable yes that is and it the has space. been going the whole way yeah. yeah and and that's the space where those gifts that we've been gathering those treasures that we've been finding all along the way that we didn't even know they naturally start to mm-hmm. emerge it's not that we have to create them it is just a a thing about being human that we are so wired towards growth and healing yes that if we're put in the right space of feeling safe and feeling known and connected, we will grow Mm. and we will become the version of ourselves that we really want to be. It is almost inevitable when the environment is correct, very much like when a plant is in the right soil and the right amount of sun with the right amount of water, it's just going to do what a plant does. (laughs) That's right. And, And it doesn't have to effort around that. It is naturally going to bloom and keep blooming and growing. Mm -hmm. Um, and human beings are the same way. And so the, the promise of post-traumatic growth is really the hope of what it means to plant yourself in the best position that you can to heal in the way that you need in order to feel truly safe and truly um, able to be vulnerable again in relationships with safe people, not with all people, yes. but in, in safe environments to really relax in those spaces. And then everything that we're talking about emerges naturally. And I think that's a great place to talk about triggers. Yes. What about when we do come into contact with somebody who hurt us mm-hmm. or into a situation that mm-hmm. hurt us? That doesn't mean that all of your growth is meaningless or no. that it's not real. No. You know, you're going back to that experience-dependent nature of how your brain develops. It's You're, you're not stupid. Mm-hmm. It's going to save indicators of 
tr- potentially traumatic experiences to help keep you safe in the future. Right. We wouldn't want it no. to no. go away. No, no, you need that. That's mm-hmm. that's a vital piece of of and and a and self protection. Absolutely, mm-hmm. it's part of what makes us human. Mm-hmm. We want you to just be able to correctly identify what right. is a threat and what isn't, and not to feel shame for the reaction. Exactly. To be in full self acceptance of I did what I did because I felt under threat. Now, do I need to potentially work on finding new ways to protect myself, depending on how that's manifesting? Sure. Yeah. But there's no shame right. in the impulse to self-protect. Yes. And if it was uh, an overreaction, mm-hmm. you know, that is such a pl- is a place where compassion can set in. Because I, I just sat with so many people, and even in myself, of I overreacted majorly mm-hmm. to the situation. Mm-hmm. And why? I'm kind of mortified. And I need to my overreaction. I feel like I need to go to apologize to everybody for my overreaction because it wasn't about them or what they were saying, and I didn't mean it. It it was my trauma coming back Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and trying to protect me. And so I used words that I wouldn't rather use, and I used a tone, body language, and yeah, yeah, my frustration came out, and that just wasn't right. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's a place where in post traumatic growth that. Those types of reactions can be met with compassion yes. and saying, oh, sweet body. Yeah. Trying to take yeah. care of me. Well, and sometimes even catching them before they're fully manifest. That's the ideal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I feel my overreaction rising from my belly. It's and boiling. before it actually comes out my mouth, maybe I can attend to it in a self-compassionate way. Well, I'm beginning to notice it in those around you. Yes. I mean, it's, this will not be an experience that's unique to yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be when you notice the overreaction of someone you're in relationship with having a sensitivity to what that is coming from, not internalizing it. This is about me. Right, exactly. That this is their own nervous system responding to something that it's detecting yes. and fueling its in- intensity. Yeah, and then you can use that to inform the way you show up in that yeah. environment to say, mm-hmm. like, hey, you're safe. It's okay. Mm-hmm. What you're afraid of isn't happening right now. Or if it is, we can move and, and use our relationship to protect us both from whatever you're afraid of Um, and it is getting to that place of uh, my mind and body both agreeing that I'm safe in connection and when that happens we not only are just back to where we were before the trauma happened but with all of this as as Melissa said all of these trophies and and things that we've collected along the way these treasures um, those can help us rediscover a meaning and purpose in our life and, and direction that we want to go moving forward that we didn't have before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Any last thoughts? Uh, I didn't say any ideas? other thoughts on mm-hmm. this. I love it. I know. It's, okay. it's such a good topic. Well, we do want to uh, invite you guys to check out some resources that we have. Yeah. Jen's going to share with us about retreats. Yes. And I, I think we've mentioned this before, but in case you're a newer listener, Something that we do at Beyond Healing Center is we offer healing retreats, and they're very trauma-focused, and all of the therapists and um, providers that are part of the team on that retreat are all trauma-informed, and their number one priority is to help you feel safe Mm -hmm. in the environment, in the space, in the work you're doing, in relationship with us. So in these retreats, we take three to five days to focus in on the healing process from trauma. Um, And we have a system and a program that's created to meet all of the needs. We address it from a therapeutic approach. We've got the body approach with massage therapy and yoga therapy, 
down to the small details of the type of food that we provide and the lodging that we offer. Mm -hmm. So all of it is meant to be a healing experience and a retreat away from the crisis and the chaos of life that makes it really hard to process trauma and to find the growth piece of it. Mm -hmm. And so it's to step away from that, retreat from that, and experience healing and growth at a retreat. So if you're interested in something like this, feel free to reach out and email us at therapy at beyondhealingcenter.com. Um, we're happy to answer any questions or schedule a time to have a consultation and discuss it with one of the therapists on staff. Um, but we would love to hear from you and work with you if you are interested in that. Mm-hmm. And we also have more information on our website at beyondhealingcenter.com. There's a section there for retreats and a PDF that you can look at that has details and uh, pricing and all kinds of things. So that's another resource that you can uh, view. Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys so much for listening in. We look forward to our next episode with you and safe journeys. Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond Trauma, a psychotherapy podcast from therapists for clients about the journey of trauma recovery. While resources like this can be helpful, they should never take the place of or be used as therapy. We encourage you to find a trauma-informed therapist in your area to be your guide in this healing journey. Take a minute to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Spotify, and we would appreciate it if you could leave us a review. You can connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon at beyondtraumapodcast.com. Thanks again for tuning in.